And I've taught everybody from Matthew McConaughey to Pink to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah. And one day after I was done teaching classes, this group of very well-known actors and singer-songwriters come up to me and said, Maya, we want to talk to you about something. And I'm covered in paint. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, um, I really think you should franchise this idea because everybody deserves to experience Hawaii fluid art. And I was just like, really? And they're like, yeah, this is, we travel the world and we've never experienced anything like this. Welcome to Franchise Empires, where aspiring entrepreneurs learn exactly what it takes to become a successful franchise owner from one location to 10 and beyond. I'm the Wolf of Franchises. Hey everyone, it's The Wolf. Today on the show, we have Maya Ratcliffe, the founder and CEO of Hawaii Fluid Art. This is a brand that she founded in 2020 and has only been franchising for about 11 months. And she already has 180 locations in development around the United States. And her corporate location for her franchise that she started in Hawaii has one of the best unit economics I've ever seen from a corporate location. This is an awesome story to learn how her franchise is differentiated, why she started the brand, and what her plans are for growth going forward. I think you're really going to enjoy this one, and you might even be interested in uh, looking deeper into this brand. Hope you enjoy. The Wolf of Franchises is the CEO of Wolfpack Franchising, as well as a creator at Workweek Media. All opinions expressed by the Wolf and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Wolfpack Franchising or Workweek. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. The Wolf, Workweek and Wolfpack Franchising may maintain positions in the franchises discussed on this podcast. How can your restaurants build the best teams? Use Wise Hire. Expert advice from experienced hiring coaches, plus world-class tools and resources, make every hire for every location faster and easier than ever. Go to wisehire.com slash pod to learn more. So you started the brand, you know, it was only founded in 2020, so, so during COVID. Do you kind of just want to share what Hawaii Fluid Art is and how you ended up starting it in the midst of a pandemic? Yeah, so if you can imagine walking into a beautiful art gallery filled with artisan work, jewelry, etc., and then in the back, there's an active art studio. So that's really our business model. But how it started was a hobby. I was busy in corporate America and my husband said, hey, you really need a hobby to learn to relax. And I tried everything and I mean everything. I tried oil painting, I was horrible, watercolors, acrylics. I even tried whittling wood, like with a little knife. (laughs) I was terrible. I actually used curse words the whole time while doing it. My husband says, honey, a hobby is not supposed to be horrible. You're supposed to enjoy it. So one day I was watering down some paints and poured them out onto a paper plate and I saw the way they flowed. And then I tried it on canvas and I started posting my work on Facebook and people started buying it. And then people started asking me to teach and it kind of went from there. No way. Wow. So are you naturally like artistic? Because I got to be honest, like I know myself. I like arts and crafts. I liked it, but I was really bad and my peers were normally just better than me. So did it come naturally to you to like, 
I assume if people are buying your art on Facebook, even that's a decent sign that you have some talent. <laughs> uh, no, I'm terrible at all art, except for the, the art forms that I've created for people that have zero art skill. <laughs> okay. And so I am not artistic. I'm creative, but I'm not artistic. Very interesting. Okay. So it's this watercolor. If, if I walk into a Hawaii fluid arts, that's what you're teaching like that, or you're allowing people to create those kinds of it's an acrylic base that we mix with the secret sauce. It's all non-toxic. And what it does is it makes the paint flow around the canvas. So we actually don't use any paint brushes in our standard class, which is the fluid art class. Now we do have lots of different art forms that we teach, glass painting, resin tumbler creation, silk scarf marbling, and the list goes on and on because we want to keep it fresh for our students because our average return rate is very high and we want to keep it that way year after year. Wow. So, and is this, you know, just as a concept, right? Because uh, there's a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but there's some, right? Like uh, almost like wine and art class. Is it like that kind of vibe? They bring your own wine or, or no? Is it just you're here to create fun pieces of art? It's not that kind of vibe in the fact that when everybody walks through the door, they're like, wow, this place is gorgeous. You know, it's not sterile at all. It's got live plants and fish tanks and the walls are painted black and there's a hot pink wall with a big mural on it. So it has all this energy and, and it has a really special vibe. But yes, you can be YOB. Ah, okay. Very cool. All right. So you started this, I guess, like you said, right? I guess it was inspired from the hobby that you picked up and then eventually maybe, you know, wasn't as frustrating as the other hobbies you tried. You were in Hawaii when you built that first location, correct? Yeah, I actually taught out of my garage for the first six months. I decided to turn my two-car detached garage into a studio on the Big Island of Hawaii, and I taught a thousand people the first six months. And uh, we realized that I needed a retail location, and so I found one and got moved in, and the first month was like off the charts. And we didn't have any tourism in Hawaii because the COVID protocols were very strong, so everybody had to wear masks and gloves and stand six feet apart. And we were booked the entire first month and it just, it's gone from there. Incredible. And when you're in the garage, like how are you finding customers? Yeah, Facebook. I just, same as our marketing platform now, I just posted on Facebook, hey, art classes, Saturday and Sunday, you know, these hours message me for, you know, back then I was doing, send me a text message and I was keeping all the reservations in Outlook. You know, we've, we've grown a little. Yeah. So now you know, we have online booking platforms and a call center and all the things. But back then, yeah, it was just social media. Incredible. It's just fascinating to see kind of like a hobby develop into, oh, like, let me extend this and I'll teach people out of a garage. And then it was like the demand just kept coming. So you just kept kind of, you know, rolling with it. All right. So when you build that location and, you know, you actually have a, a real like storefront and brand. Did you already have the idea? And that was probably like 20 end of 2020 slash 2021, where you're even at that point, right? Uh, we opened the first location May of 2021. Okay. And so when did the idea come to franchise? Was it when you were opening it? You're like, we're going to franchise it? Or, you know, wh wh how did that happen? That's kind of a fun story. So on the big island of Hawaii, there's a very fancy resort community. And at that resort community are all the rich and famous. 
And I had been invited there to teach. So I would set up tents, tables, the whole bit at this incredible community. And I've taught everybody from Matthew McConaughey to Pink to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And one day after I was done teaching classes, this group of very well-known actors and singer-songwriters come up to me and said, Maya, we want to talk to you about something. And I'm covered in paint. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, um, we really think you should franchise this idea because everybody deserves to experience Hawaii fluid art. And I was just like, really? And they're like, yeah, this is, we travel the world and we've never experienced anything like this. And it, at this point, these people were not just taking classes at the resort. They would come to my garage at my house to create big four foot by five foot or three foot by four foot pieces. And then we would ship them back to the mainland. Like we even had one person create a piece of art for the bathroom of their private jet. So it was just insane to have this group of people tell me that I really needed a franchise. And that's where the original idea came from. That's incredible. And and were those folks, I mean, without divulging any like thing of their identity, I mean, were they franchisees or just were they just thought you should be able to share that with more people. They thought that we should be able to share it with more people. They loved the way their kids enjoyed it. Yeah. You've got to picture these people that are on major motion movies, right? Or motion pictures, whatever they're called. Paint on their hands, big grins on their faces with their little apron on that says Hawaii fluid art, laughing and rocking it up. And they're, they're just feeling 100% normal in the moment, right? And enjoying it. And not just painting one piece, but four or five or six because they didn't want to quit because they were having so much fun. And so for them, they just felt that everybody deserved to experience Hawaii fluid art because it's not just a paint class. It truly is an experience. You know, it's, we're all about magic moments. You know, I put a little heart over my chest with my fingers. Magic moments are where we help everybody feel amazing. It's when they walk in, we say aloha, you know, uh, all the way down to the entire time they get positive reinforcement, great color combination. You're doing a fabulous job. It seems like you've done this before. And so we build these moments of magic throughout the entire 45 minute to an hour class and people leave feeling absolutely amazing about themselves. That's fantastic. Wow. So many questions that I think it's so cool that you we're kind of just like the on-call celebrity paint teacher in Hawaii. Uh, that's amazing. Well, all right. So I got to ask, it's just what was Matthew McConaughey like? Is the whole Texas, all right, all right, all right, shtick, you know, is that real or is that just for the cameras? Um, no, I think he's a genuine guy. You know, his wife is this incredibly beautiful, kind soul. His children are incredibly well-behaved. To me, you know, celebrities, I'm not impressed by celebrities because I know they just want to be like everybody else. Yep. And so I think I got to know these people on a deeper level. And it's a fun thing, you know, to have that caliber of person believe in what I'm doing. That's so cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I could see that just being just a, a really awesome experience. And, and so can you try to talk more about and the, part of this is me, right? Uh, I'll again admit just for the audience here, I'm not a very artsy person my knowledge of like different paints. And, you know, I took an art class in college and I, I think I slept my way through it. Um, it sounds like the things, right? Like you said, one of the people in Hawaii made a painting to go on their private jet. So it sounds like the types of like the pieces of art that are being created in these classes, 
you can't necessarily find somewhere else because like you did mention there's some secret sauce too as part of this yeah yeah so like yeah. without divulging obviously the secret sauce but like how is the art different than say i know there's like other like, i guess a wine and sip class where like my friends have made some watercolor paintings and they look kind of nice but yeah so the difference is is you know it's really fun to go to those paintbrush classes that you can sip on some wine, right? It's fun to do it, but the art is not really something you're gonna hang up in your house. So what we did is I created all these different art forms that are truly easy, but look like something you would get in a gallery. Okay, so we're layering paints in a cup and we're pouring paint on a canvas and then we're tilting the canvas around and it creates this beautiful abstract colored intense depthy piece but not only that we have something special that no other art franchise has in the world that i know of and that is we offer a resin top coat so once their piece is dry we will put a two-part epoxy uv protectant top coat on it for them that makes it look like glass it's a finished piece of stunning art you can never create the same piece ever we have them all over in law offices, in Sony um, Records studios, I mean, all over the United States, actually the world at this point, because the art is so beautiful and anybody can do it. Literally anybody can do it. We work with all abilities and all different abilities. Yeah, I was gonna ask, cause you know, I'm pretty bad at art. So like if I walked in, I can still come out with like a potentially cool piece of art. You're going to come out with a knock it out of the park piece of art. I challenge you to come take a class because I know you can do it. Anybody and everybody. So give you a little example. We get these guys on date nights, right? Where their women are dragging them in there. This is lame. Five minutes into it. And they're like, okay, this is kind of cool. Half an hour into it. They're like, can I do another one? Can I do another? Babe, when can we come back? And so you have the typical dude, right? That's thinking, well, this is going to suck. Yeah. And next no, they can't wait to come back. And then they're booking their 85th birthday or grandma's birthday party in there because they want to come do it again. And then their kid's birthday and then Valentine's. And and so truly anybody and everybody can do it. And they create something beautiful. And then here's the cool part. Every time they see it hanging on the wall, they remember how they felt while they were creating it, which is good, right? Because of those magic moments. And so they see it and they're brought back to this fond memory. That's why we call them experiences, not classes. I love that. Well, it's encouraging to hear that I, I can probably take a class. And yeah, wow. Uh, I want to go to one out. I'm sure you're expanding to Austin soon enough. So absolutely. Yeah. When do you look at like the business in general, right? Is there so I know you started as the teacher. Are most of the franchisees that are now coming in? Are they also like the teachers or do you hire kind of the, or sorry, I don't know if you call them teachers, but whoever runs the experience. Um, no, most of our franchisees, this is an absentee owner model. So for instance, like I haven't even been to my store in Hawaii in a year. We have an extensive training program and we can teach anybody how to teach these classes. So our franchisees are some are major players, you know, some own fast food chains, other people are retired teachers, social workers. And like I said, we have a comprehensive training program. So when they find an employee, what we're looking for is somebody that just has a good personality, right? A good heart, somebody that can engage with people very naturally. And we can then teach them how to teach the classes and our platform. You know, you only need two employees to be open seven days a week. And so, it, and that's on an absentee model. So 
we do have some owner operators, but most of them are absentee owners. Okay. And I guess switching back just to the classes itself or the experiences, how have you seen customers, you know, I'm not asking for like uh, repeat customers, or like any hard numbers, but just like, for instance, the date night example, you know, do you often see that people who take one class, they're like, you know, every couple of months, because they loved it so much, they're just coming back for another class? Uh, or is it like a once a year kind of experience for no. no it's more like at least once a month usually every couple of weeks kind of a thing yeah. uh, we have some people that have been there 25 times the average return rate is just over four times per customer wow. and if you think about we've only been open for you know 18 16 months 18 months that's a huge return per customer yeah. so we feel very fortunate people come hang out have a cup of coffee do some art you know, bring their friends, bring their kids, whenever anybody's in town, in the Dallas location, we have a lady that's been there 10 times in the last two months. That's She just loves it. Because, and we also teach other art forms. So don't forget, you can come one time and do fluid art. And the next time you can come make a a tumbler and cover it with resin. And then the next time you can come and do glass painting. So we offer all these different art forms and we're always adding new art forms. So it never gets old for the customer. Listeners, you know how hard it is to hire at scale. That's why successful franchise owners use WiseHire. Their expert hiring coaches and world-class tools and resources make hiring faster and easier than ever. From posting job ads to scheduling interviews, WiseHire has all your locations covered. Shift to a new way of hiring with WiseHire. Learn more at wisehire.com slash pod. That's W-I-Z-E-H-I-R-E dot com slash pod. All right. So I, I love, it seems like a low labor model, right? Uh, you said a single location can be potentially run by two employees. And well, what kind of hours are they typically open? Like, you know, we're recording this, it's 10 a.m. Would it be open or is it more like, afternoon through evening. So folks, because most people are going, are probably going after work, I would guess, right? Yeah, it's 11 to seven. And the reason that we do those hours is we have partnerships with Wounded Warrior, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, all these really big companies, including like Susan G. Komen Foundation, et cetera. And so what we do is we fill the earlier classes with partnership uh, students where we bring in field trips. You know, we do Uh, library events. We do all these different events in the early part of the day. And then, you know, three, five, six, 30 ish, seven, that's when we start getting the after work crowd. So you're usually, you know, you're looking 11 to seven are normal hours. Now, Fridays and Saturdays, we just did 54 students in one day in Kansas city on Saturday. So we were there a little late on Saturday, right? Because 54 students in one day, that's a good day. We're having a good day when we have 54 students in one day. So, but 11 to seven, Monday through Friday is really where most of the stores are sitting. Yeah, super uh, condensed hours relative to, right, you know, uh, restaurants that could be open 24 seven or something like that. So yeah, it's a breath of fresh air, honestly. So that kind of leads into my next question, which, so I covered your franchise in my newsletter and, you know, in 
I have two cents a week. Uh, if anyone's listening to this that doesn't subscribe, I'm going to plug it. Go to wolfoffranchises.com and you'll find it. But uh, on my Thursday edition, my uh, I cover two emerging franchises that you know share financials and their FDD and that look to have some high potential. And the goal there is just there's all these new franchises. They're kind of hard to find online. So I kind of do the dirty work for people who want to buy and own franchises and curate ones that just, again, look somewhat promising early on. And that way people can get a pulse on it before, like, you know, you've sold out the entire country the way like Crumble Cookies got sold out in basically a year. So anyway, I noticed from yours and I know, of course, franchisors, there's limitations on what you're able to say regarding like profitability and all that. But the margins were incredibly high. And just just so listeners are aware, I mean, you know, like you were showing pretty high profit or EBITDA, I should say, you know, upwards of like near over 50%. So yeah, I guess just, is it a, just a high margin service because of that low labor model and uh, maybe the square footprint, you know, isn't so super big, but that was the biggest thing is, you know, just seeing under 500K in top line revenue, but still, you know, a very healthy EBITDA margin there. So again, I'm trying to keep within the lines for you, but yeah, can you just speak to, I guess, just the, how that model really works and, and generally like economic structures of, of a typical. Yeah. Business. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the things I did is when I was negotiating for my materials, like canvases, paints, brushes, like all that stuff, I negotiated as if I already had 350 locations open because I will. And that's what I told them. I will. So give me the pricing now and I will commit to a long-term relationship with you. I don't want any rebates or anything. Just give me the very best price you can give me. And so I am allowed to say that our classes, not the business as a whole, yeah. but our classes all run between a 90 and 95% profit margin for every student that comes to that class. Yep. Because I've gotten those prices down so low on materials. It's also because we have a very low labor cost. You know, we pay well, but they make huge tips and commissions. So if they are, you know, on a good month, our team members are doing $1,400 in tips and that's huge. Yeah. So when you're paying well, but then they're being compensated even bigger by the, that tip situation, we don't have any turnover either. So we don't have the expense of training people over and over again. Our footprint, number one. So let me give you an example. Retail facilities and malls reach out to me on a daily basis asking us to come to their shopping centers Yeah, because they want us so bad because we're an experience. We're not just a regular boring retail. We're not just a restaurant we're an experience. So, you know, we have a new flagship store going on the strip in Vegas and they approached us. No way. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. And then we have one going in the Mall of America and one going in Orlando, Texas in a big mall. So those are going to be that's going to be our West Coast Training Center our East Coast Training Center, and then Nashville, because who doesn't love Nashville, right? Yeah. Um, or and So what I did is I wanted this business to be able to run off a of weekend profits. So what I did is I figured out how many students that we need to have based on what it costs to run, et cetera. And I made sure that just the weekends, right, just a Saturday, Sunday, are going to pay for everything and everything else is gravy. And then my Z's don't pay for the booking site. They don't pay for their 800 number or the call center. They don't pay for any of that stuff. Company takes care of it. I've worked very hard to keep costs down for the Z. And we have a director of real estate acquisition and construction management. And we help negotiate the lease spaces 
for our disease. And we have, you know, we have construction manuals and all these things. We have relationships with signed companies and the whole bit. So everything is priced as if we already have 350 locations. And that's one of the ways that we keep costs down for disease and keep our profit margins so high. I love that. Just just uh, coming in and kind of convincing the vendors that, hey, like we're going to be there. So just give us the deal now and, and we can work together for a long time. That's really smart. Yeah. And I mean, let's, I guess, talk about, right, you, so you've been franchising now for, has it been a year? We launched the public April 20th of last year. So we're pushing a year. We're at 11 months, a little yeah. something around that. Okay. Amazing. And this is more a question for franchise or founders that listen to this, right? Are you partnered with like a franchise sales org? Are you doing it all in house? You know, what's kind of been your method? Because there's tons of ways to skin this cat. So we do all the development ourselves and I am, we don't have salespeople. A franchisee, potential franchisee is going to speak with me because we're going to be in a 10 year relationship together and we got to make sure we groove, right? We got to yeah. make sure that we're a good fit both ways. We are partnered with some of the large sales organizations in the United States because obviously consultants are a very important part of our business. We are blessed in the fact that we do, we get a lot of, I just had a lady who went to the, took a class in Hawaii when she was on vacation, got home to North Carolina, reached out to me and said, Hey, I want a franchise. Yeah. I want one because they have such a good time in class. So we do get a lot of that. We get a lot of that. That's amazing. And yeah, so I, I know the number because we talked about it before we started recording, but uh, can you give an idea of, so we're 11 months in, like how many units in development uh, across the country? would you say around this point? At the end of last week, we hit 178 units and that has gone up this week. So we're looking at 178 units. Uh, we haven't even launched in California or New York yet. And we have every intention of having at least 350 total units in the next year sold. So we're pretty excited about that. That's amazing. Well, I mean, congrats on the growth. That's super amazing to hear. Have you, I guess, as far as there's like growth to double-edged sword, right? It's amazing. Mm -hmm. But then of course you kind of like need to keep up with the systems and support. So how has it been with that as you add franchisees, making sure they get open? Are you just expanding your franchise or support system? You know, what, what's that been like to kind of build the ship as you're already moving? Well, you definitely have to hire before you can afford it. Yeah. You know, there's no way around yeah. that. We've been very blessed. We've never taken a loan. We've never done a 401k loan. The business has all been done with the profit from the stores building the franchise entity. So I was in a unique position where I didn't have massive outgoing loan payments. And I invested in my team, in my employees. So we have a substantial team. Um, we also have a rule for every 10 units open, we bring in another coordinator who babysits those units, takes care of those Zs, etc. So we are corporate heavy and I did it that way on purpose. You know, we have a director of ops, director of real estate acquisition, director of marketing. We have eight support people and that will continue to grow. And what's really fabulous is everybody but one of the people that work for me, I have known for years and or have worked with before. You know, I just reach out to people that have great jobs and I say, hey, this is what we're doing. You want to join us? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm, I've been very fortunate with the quality of team that I have. That's great. Yeah. And I mean, I think the, the narrative is fantastic, right? Just with the growth and uh, everything you guys are doing. So yeah, I mean, who, who wouldn't want to get aboard a rocket ship like this, right? Yeah. 
And so as you look to grow, I mean, like, is this a concept, you know, do you guys have a unit count in mind for that you're looking to hit like nationwide? And, and I guess maybe even for franchisees, right? Is this a concept where, you know, obviously the size of the town or city matters a lot, but is it generally like, you know, franchisees opening multiple concepts within their general territory? Or is it kind of like one to two? And that's where it tops out uh, from a territory perspective? We have people that own 10 units. We have people that own five units. We have people that own three units. Very few of our Zs have only one unit. What happens is they start working on getting their first unit open, see how easy it is, and like, yeah, we want another one. And so my target number since the day that I decided to franchise was I wanted to see 350 units open within a certain amount of time. And then we're launching into Canada the UK and Japan, and that's happening the beginning of 2020, the middle of 2024. So we're in works right now to be doing that. You know, we have our own private label resin. We're working on a private label paint. Yeah. So we're, I have big goals and I work hard to achieve them. And I have a team that helps me get there. Uh, And that's super exciting with the international expansion. So out of curiosity, because I mean, Canada and the UK, just from all the conversations I've had, Generally, if a concept is doing well, like in America and the United States, it typically can do well in Canada or the UK and even like Australia, for instance. But Japan, that's an interesting, why that country specifically? Did you have someone reach out or is there a certain reason you're targeting that? Well, we have a lot of fabulous tourists in our Hawaii store. And what we found is that the Japanese tourists go absolutely gaga for our experiences. Like, They'll be on vacation and on the Big Island, and they will come three times in a week, in one week. Now, they could be snorkeling, right? They could be seeing the whales. They could be on the volcano, but they're coming to paint at Hawaii Fluid Art. And because of that, we started thinking and doing some research. So we hired an independent research company that went and really dove into what our brand would look like in Japan. And it looks big. It looks real big. So we're excited about that. That's brilliant. And even honestly, just it's almost, I mean, you did it maybe not on purpose, right? But I'm just thinking now for other franchise founders, right? Where if you can somehow get a great location in Hawaii, like the exposure that gets you just because it's such a tourist destination, like it's, uh, I mean, it's fantastic marketing for you. And so, yeah, wow, that's super cool. Well, yeah, look, Maya, this has been an awesome conversation just to learn more about the brand and what you're doing. I honestly, like, I want to go to a class now. now that, and I'm, I'm looking at the gallery online and some of these look pretty cool. So I'm going to have to maybe make a trip to Dallas if there's not one open in Austin uh, yet. But, well, it's not that far of a drive. Come on up, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, look, uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, is there anywhere online that people can follow either you or the business and the franchise? Yeah, we're on LinkedIn. You can just search under Hawaii Fluid Art or my name is Maya Ratcliffe. Our website is hawaiifluidart.com. And honestly, you can just Google hawaiifluidart.com or Hawaii Fluid Art and you're going to find all sorts of fun articles and news reels and everything from Instagram to YouTube. So yeah, check us out. Awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave those links in the show notes, folks. And uh, yeah, Maya, great to chat and really excited to watch your brand continue to uh, grow. Well, thank you for having me. And as we say in Hawaii, aloha. Love it. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Franchise Empires. We're coming to you soon with actionable insights to take the next step on your franchise journey. So make sure to subscribe on Apple, 
Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. Listen.